It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Keeping an objective eye on the NFC East. Well, and also making fun of the Cowboys. Well, thank you very much. It's The Beast, a Radio.com podcast about the enemies of the East. Here's the thing, John. Here's the main storyline that I've heard from people talking about this game. It's it's from the doubters out there, and I've been one of them. Mm-hmm. The idea is that, well, this was nice, but they made some mistakes, and it was the Redskins. Now, the Mark Sanchez led, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And sure, they did make mistakes, and they did play the Redskins. But I'll tell you, John, the Eagles, finally, we're at what? This is week 13 of the season? That they just played, mm-hmm. they finally found their identity. Yeah, it took them 13 weeks to do it, and I never thought they would, but they finally found it, and that is incredibly encouraging to me. And when you know Josh Adams gets 20 carries and he looks good doing it, it's a positive sign, you know. And having nine guys touch the ball, it's a positive sign. Like the, all of those are great things, uh, you know. We mentioned on the post game show, but having Carson being confident, at least from my end, is spectacular it's exactly what you want during this and i would like to remind everybody that on this fine program yet again for three weeks running now have told you things can change quickly always so even last week when we're looking at this and saying well you know the saints they just they they should have beat the cowboys and now and that's it a couple of weeks before that i want to remind everybody when we were talking on this show and saying, listen, Washington is the leader, and granted there's health in there, and that's always a big factor, but we said things can happen. So now the Washington going two and five <laughs> from that point on. I know. It does not sound as crazy. It's going to happen. Things are going to change. Leading into this week, Cowboys and Eagles, it is a very important game. It's the game. It is the most important game of the season. Period. This one. Yeah. Must win all of that. If they want to make the playoffs, they have to beat the Dallas Cowboys. 
and uh, Vince turned off my mic because he doesn't agree. Yeah, I meant I, I meant to turn off mine. I had a nice. Burp I do that coming. all the time. Yeah, so there you go. It, just in the middle of your mojo, I shut you down. No, I love it. It's like fuck this. Yeah, uh, uh, but uh, again, in even people that that feel that if the Eagles can beat Dallas, that it doesn't mean much because you still have to split between Houston and L.A. and they just can't see that happen. Maybe you're right, but. I'm still on this train of I expected all these things to happen. If the mojo is happening, if they beat Dallas, which I'm still unsure of, but if they do, we're back. No, I honestly, John, I think they're doing it this week. I think they win. And yeah. if you asked me a week ago, I said they have no shot. Like it'd be, I don't know what the spread would be. It'd be a lot, and, and like maybe it'd be competitive, but re- most likely they're going to lose that game. I feel really good about this game. Like they were so different. They were so different on Monday night. I mean, uh, like you said, with all the runs, they they called a lot of them, and it worked. The offensive, li- the offensive yeah. line, I mean, the way they were blocking in that game was uh, really impressive. They did a hell of a job, and obviously, like, Kelsey had that big block and stuff. He was great all night. So the running game looked great. Um, Carson Wentz moving around a little bit, making some plays happen with his legs. We haven't really seen that since Jacksonville, and that was the one time this year that we'd really seen it. If we see that continuing, we saw a lot of screen passes, we saw some pick plays, some slants. Like These are things that, honestly, I was pulling my hair out over this stuff like week three and four of the season, and I've been so, like, I, I, I rewatched the game before we did this show, yeah. and I was, I was almost angry watching them play, because I was like, how did it take you this long? Like, <laughs> Like, Mike Grow, what are you doing? Like, how did, how did it take you this long to figure this out? And now that you see it, I mean, with all the mistakes, like Kelsey was on with the morning show yeah. earlier today, and he was like, yeah, we might have left like 35 points on the board. Now that's an exaggeration, but he's right. Like, they played really good football. The defensive line was dominant. Again, like, this is a team that finally looks like they've got it together. They're getting healthier now. Corey Clement looked good in that game. Yeah, he did. Like, and that's... And with little, you know, hardly any touches, but that's where it, we're kind of feeling now is it makes him a little more effective. Don't have to rely on that, uh, whether he's battling through injury or, or or whatever. Like the the screen game was incredible. I don't think we said that enough on the post game show. It was awesome. It hit. It was you know even the third and four Sproles call, which now people are kind of reversing their opinions after the film has come out it's uh it, you know it's the, the the tuesday after effect and that's what you see is it was actually a great call sprouls missed the hole but overall um best uh, best called game of the of the season in the backfield for sure yeah yeah so that team looked good that's a team that can compete and when you talk about like Corey clement getting healthier and now your secondary is getting a little bit healthier some of those guys have gotten time to get more adjusted i mean we're talking about like Craven leblanc right like these guys are getting can an we, opportunity by the way speaking of Craven leblanc like it's time to make a beverage out of that so can we can we investigate this <laughs> can we see what he likes to drink because i just want to make it just give me a base, and we will make a Cravion LeBlanc. I, 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 I mean, like that's. Uh, I, I, I. He looks like he's a tequila guy, to me. Like mm. you know the the way he talks in the very just. I'm afraid of no man. That seems like a tequila drinker or a whiskey drinker. I can't tell, but. Let's investigate that. Tweet at him if you if you can find him. I don't know what his social about media this? is. Let's make a lot of different drinks and we'll drink all of them <laughs> and then we'll determine decide. which ones which. Yeah, that's all. It's like a chili <laughs> cook off, but we all, all just right, get cool. hammered. Um, so but yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, that was between him and 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 Sullivan. Those were as much as people want to beat up like it was just Mark Sanchez or whatever. 
still a still banged up secondary. Those guys yeah. are going out there. And so. they're going to be pushed further down the depth chart because, you know, Jones came back this week and then Maddox is going to be back next week, it looks like. And then after that, you're probably getting Jalen Mills back after that. So, like, the secondary's getting better. The defensive line is still playing really good. The offense is clicking. And when you're playing this kind of football where, like I was saying before, it's kind of like how Washington was playing earlier in the season. When you're doing that, you're going to make it these, these games where you don't have to score 27. If you score 21-24, that's going to win you football games in these slower ball control kind of games. So against Dallas, I like this. They don't have a lot of tape of them playing football like Mm -hmm. this. I mean, it's just, it feels like a really good opportunity while Dallas is feeling themselves a little bit to go out there and knock them in the mouth. So I feel really good about this game. Now, here's the other thing that I've been hearing this week. uh, Well, over the past couple of weeks is about the division and the idea that the NFC East isn't good. Now, it's not. Actually, I object to that. Of course you do. I do. Of course you do. I do. Um, <laughs> the, the, for what it's worth, I know they played against Chase Daniel, but the Giants, on occasion, can put oh, up and come they on. can put up a little bit of points. I'm sure, I, they I can. I was killing them early in the year, and I thought they were bad. But their offensive line has gotten a little bit better. They like they can do some things here, and, and the. That's important, actually, because the Giants play the Cowboys Week 17, and I think they have a shot. Um, so, so that's one thing. Washington's just injured to hell, and so that team's bad, and it's over yeah. and, and gone. But now the Eagles, if they're playing like this, solid football team. Dallas, the way they've been playing, solid football team. Not good to start the year. It's very sloppy and ugly to start the year. But I think uh, we need to change the viewpoint of this division. It's gotten better as the season's gone along. I uh, uh, Well, and the thing is that... Eagles get to get this Washington team one more time at the end of the year, and you would rather face that than the Giants at this point. I mean, if you had to pick one over the other, so that when you're saying stuff like that, like yeah, there could be, you know, a, a miracle, and I don't know if that's home or away, but there could be. Dallas is going to New York yeah, week seventeen, so there could be a miracle in the Meadowlands once again, and that's what you're kind of fighting for. And and now this has opened up a large discussion about the wild card too, and. You know wherever Carolina's at, and, and and I would say that the NFC East is, I I, don't, I could never call it good. You know, I mean Dallas, I wouldn't even consider Dallas good. I, I would just, I, well, maybe I would because they're how about I mean, solid, solid, yes, yeah, solid. It's the a Eagles, solid division. They're now. solid right now. I don't think they're playing good or great. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got a string of uh, a lot of these things together. Now they go and beat. Houston or LA or whoever, sure. Then I'll, then I'll, that might raise my opinion on this. And the same with, same with the Cowboys. And I know it's 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 week to week where it's just like, but John, they just beat the best offense in the NFL. And de- yeah, but three points and their offense didn't do diddly, and they didn't. St- I mean, they could have scored at the end. So whatever you want to give them credit for twenty in there, and they played it smart and just ran the clock out. Fine, but. It took them that long. Just to, they didn't score in the, the freaking second half, and they barely scored in the first. And that defense really carried them on. That was kind of their mo. They have you know Zeke is is whatever. Dak is uh, we or excuse me, Zeke is good. Dak is whatever is what I was yeah supposed to say there. But uh, it's just I don't really believe in any of these teams in the NFC East, and that's why I think it's bad. Well, you know, at least there's a clear division winner pretty much everywhere else. Yeah, there's no there's no clear cut, you know, whatever. Like the Eagles and the Cowboys, I think, are basically on the same plane. Again, if this is the Eagles that we yeah. get going forward. But 
as much as they're not Super Bowl contenders, either of them at this stage, it's still like uh, there's just so much to be said about because when when you're evaluating, because for like it, it's easy for people on the outside to just be like, oh, the NFC East stinks and who cares? But we're yeah. we're obsessed with this, right? Like we got well, of fun. course because. We- <laughs> We want, you know, it's it's the division. It's our yeah. division. This is this is what happens if you don't know. This is what happens every year if you're a Big Ten fan. By the way, this is wow. Well, it's not that bad, actually. You know, yes, it is. The conference sucks. Like it's it is it's Michigan and it's Ohio State, and then there's the rest. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to. And Penn State fans will tell you that too. That's that's what I feel like. This is we're trying to compare the NFC East to the SEC, and it's and it's not that at all. It's not like that kind of competitive. Well, I. I, it, it's not elite talent, but I think the quality of the division is strong. And like going into next year, the way we talk about these teams, I, I think we should have a little bit more respect than they're getting right now. But um, it, I think we've gone over this enough. Let's let's go to the game again. Let's because the Eagles are playing the Cowboys, and obviously this is the massive game. Now here's why it's so important because what you're talking about is obviously if the Eagles win this game, they go to seven and six. They're tied with Dallas. They've split the head to head. And here's the most important. thing thing John is we're talking about division record mm-hmm. after that yep. everything is about division record so if this becomes a 9 and 7 season for the Eagles which it could be I mean I I buy the idea that they could beat Houston and they'll certainly beat Washington again I mean that team they they bet like they have sure. to. I mean, Does it sound weird to. to you that I think that it's more likely that they go on the road and beat the Rams and lose to the Texans at home? That'd be great. I, I'll, I'll gladly take that. That's what I think I would happens. be thrilled if that happened. Yeah. So either way, right? Uh, if it gets to 9-7, and seven, which which is very realistic again, um, you're talking about a, tie, a potential tie with Dallas at 9-7. and seven. But the thing is... By beating them this week, by the Eagles yep. beating the Cowboys, you now put their record at what would likely be 4-2. and two. So if you put the Dallas second division loss in there, for the Eagles, all they need to do is beat Washington Week 17, which is what they would need to That's do it. anyway yeah. to get to 9-7. and seven. And if they do that, then they win. They're in. So, like, this game is everything. If you lose this game and Dallas is 8-5 and five, and you're 6-7... and seven, I mean, with the division records now, you've lost the head-to-heads. Like, I, I would figure it's basically over. I, well, the, I mean, that's the, Dallas would that's, have to collapse. Like, they would have, because the, the last couple of games, you play the Colts, they could lose to the Colts. Yeah, going definitely. to Indy. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay, they're just not, the, the Fitz magic is no. gone. Yeah. And then you've got the Giants. Like, maybe. I mean, you could argue maybe eight and eight the Eagles can do it. But the thing is, you don't have the head-to-heads at that point. So, like, it's over. I think the the magic number is nine. However, they need to get to there is nine. Maybe even the same for the Cowboys, depending on what. Well, that actually doesn't work out because, like you said, if it as long as they're, you know, we're in the big playoff machine. That's nine wins is what they need to get to. That's what the Eagles need, regardless. Dallas and could maybe do it with eight. Maybe you can sneak a wild card if in. If Dallas there. wins this week, they could do it with eight. Eight wins? I think so. Yeah, if because Dallas if wins this they week? could do it with eight because at that point it puts them at eight and five. They could lose out if the Eagles are eight and eight because now they've lost, so they're six and seven. Maybe they oh, lose you're to the saying Rams. in that scenario. Gotcha. Yeah, I thought Dal- you meant the Eagles. Dallas yeah, still yeah, holds yeah. the gotcha, power, gotcha, so gotcha. eight and eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so eight and eight can do it for them. Nine and seven is what it has to be for the birds. So you got to win this game. Like you can't. This is like each week is going to be a playoff game going forward, mm-hmm. essentially. And and this man, this this is a wild one. And again. I feel good about this game. Like yeah. I just, I did not expect that because uh, when honestly, when I was at the stadium, like I was at the game, which I only do maybe once a year anymore. Mm-hmm. 
And watching the game, it was like, you know, yeah, Washington stinks and la-di-da. And I, I really didn't take it seriously. But, man, I mean, this team, is it just looks and felt so different. Like, I, I didn't expect to have this kind of confidence beating a bad Washington team. But but here I am. Of I feel course. good. That's why, uh, yeah, two wins in a row will change anybody's mind. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's just, this, is, this is why I'm not ever going to just completely lose hope even though it doesn't look the same it doesn't feel the same they're not playing the same i you know i want to see how this thing rides out and it's going to be a fun uh last uh, four weeks here yeah it's, it's going to be great and, and keeping an eye on all this stuff i mean think about this too one of the fun little storylines is f- rooting for frank reich and the colts <laughs> to beat the cowboys in indy like that's fun i'm in on that which by the way hearing a lot less of now You know, and throughout the whole narrative of, well, Frank Reich was really behind the Doug Peterson, you know, Super Bowl run and all this other different stuff. Why is why, by the way, is the Vikings and Kirk Cousins, who are who looks like dog shit and is struggling lately and the Vikings are kind of struggling lately. Why is John DeFilippo's name not being brought up in any of this? Because their offense isn't doing diddly nothing. And when you only put up. When you put up zero points against the Jaguars, all those things kind of calmed down. And then Mike Rowe, who got a lot of credit from Doug Peterson in his press conference, you know, and you're not hearing that at all. I'm just, I want to point that out. And if it really was Frank Reich and then it was both of them, and you notice how it's just Frank now? Yeah, it it's basically become Even though, just Frank. Now, for what it's worth, like the the, the Vikings I mean the Vikings, like, they put yards up, they show you like numbers, but they don't score. Which which is what? Hashtag. That's right, Vince. Yards don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, there is there is not like a clamoring for John Filippo of any of not not at all. Not at all. And you no, know, he, Mike Zimmer's been pretty annoyed recently. Yeah. I believe he's had some comments recently about the offense and kind of groaning about it. So um, it, it so is maybe a again, bit the collective, the but, collective was more probably more important than the individual. In that. That's all I'm saying. Probably. It's, yeah. It, at the very least at this point, it's just it's nice to see as long as it took, they finally figured out an That's identity. Right. Yeah. So so here's what I'll say. Last week, John, I, I called the, the Washington game the slump buster. Yeah. This is the breakout game. This is the one. Like, I think this team is going to come out. Here, here's my projection of how the game is going to go. These are going to come out. They're going to score early again. They're going to get up on Dallas. Another five for five drive from Carson Wentz. I mean, something like that. Yeah, I, I really expect where he doesn't have to do all the work because they are running the ball. They are doing short throws to make it easy. He is moving the pocket to give himself better avenues to throw. And they get up early and Dallas gets flustered. And this could be a big blowout runaway in Dallas, yeah. which is the statement game of the year for mm-hmm. them and and changes everything. And like going to your point, if, if that's the case, and I mean, I predicted last week pretty correct. Well, <laughs> if that's the case, then you're going into the Rams with a whole lot of bravado, and maybe you they are. do get that upset. You are, and that's that'll that'll kind of start a big. Uh, I mean, if that happens, this is this city's going to be on fire. It will be. You know, if it if it resembles the Kamu Gruje Hill where I'm kicking off game, where it's what did that end up thirty eight to six, thirty eight to nine, some something absurd something like, like that. that. Uh, and again, this is where. It just looks and feels in Jason Garrett's tenure. They win up here. The Eagles win down there for whatever reason. And that even goes back to, you know, Chip Kelly and Mark Sanchez, the Thursday night, you know, Thanksgiving games and all of that. It just has that 
kind of feel to it. So I, I you know, and it's it, it's just a. I, I have that feeling too, as as we're going to get closer and closer to Sunday. I don't know how it's going to go. I'm not expecting like okay, similar results. I mean, this again, this defense is outstanding and it's played outstanding. Um, they don't need Sean Lee, apparently. <laughs> no, they don't. Uh, so I, I'm I'm I, I'm not expecting a blowout, but I I am feeling that this this is the start of uh, of a nice little streak here when they desperately need it. Yeah, no doubt about it. So uh, let's go to Washington for a minute. Um, I just want to take you to a single play that defines everything about what is going mm-hmm. on in Washington. Mm-hmm. There's three seventeen left. It's fourth and twenty four. They're down fifteen. And they punt. Pump. That was my punt time. Yeah. Uh, what on earth are you doing? I know. He just gave up. It's he gave up. Like that was they need that game. You can't afford to lose anything. So you got Mark Sanchez at quarterback. <laughs> like how in in any possible way? Yeah, like and I ask I my myself this all the time. How are people fans of Washington? Like, how are you fans of this team when you see this incompetence with like ownership and the way they do things and what a disastrous week it was for them? And you see Jay Gruden, who just literally throws away the season. He punts away the season in Philadelphia rather than at least try. I know it's fourth and 24. You're going to lose if you punt. It is a certainty. Like, try, man. Just try. And he he gave up on the season. Do you you think it went through his mind and he goes, I am starting Mark fucking Sanchez. I, he does not know this playbook. My, another lineman just got injured. Um, I haven't been able to net positive yards since Adrian Peterson broke one for 90. I hate this roster right now. Uh, there's no fucking way if we make the playoffs that we're going to do anything, even if some, by some miracle it happens. Just that that to me says, I am done with this season. Not just for the game. I'm done with this season. He is. He's done. I want to go get healthy. I want to go draft some things, and I want to make everybody feel or try to feel as uh, less uncomfortable as they are about Ruben Foster being here. Uh, my fucking soup was cold this morning because <laughs> I eat soup for breakfast. I'm just tired. I would like to go home. I want to cuddle up with a good book, preferably something from Michael Creighton, and I need to go to bed. That's That, to me, is what Jake Rudin was thinking. That's it. It's like it was, it was unbelievable to watch that play. And so, and you so know what the best thing is? Here's, here's the best thing, too, about all of this, is Gruden's going to get a free pass. Of course he is. He's playing the best game in the head coaching business world. Because what are you going to do? The, hey, guys, this guy doesn't have it. Just look what he's doing in the in Minnesota. I was right. And by the way, we were all right. Everybody, every, Minnesota, I, I can't tell you what a pleasure is. The, the, listen, the NFC Championship game, that was fun and all. But the fact that every single one of us told you and were absolutely correct about Kirk Cousins makes it way more enjoyable than 38 to 7 because it's just lasting doom and jay gruden knows that too and he's just gonna go see right there and the guy you traded for who i didn't disagree with trust me i love alex smith but now he's got two broken bones uh my other guy that i that knows this system so well well he broke his fibula too so now i'm stuck with mark sanchez 
And listen, look, look what I did. I had an eye for talent. I saw Adrian Peterson in a workout and determined that he still got it. And guess what? I was right. So I would like you to hire me back, even though this franchise, since 1994, has not won 11 games in a season or more. I would like to be back here to represent you, the Washington Racists, to give you nine more wins and please extend my contract for three more years. You know, I think I'm going to use that, the Washington Racists. Yeah. It's that's, easier. It's, it's just, easier and yeah. it gets to the point. I, I'm all about right that. right to it. I love that. Um, so, yeah, he's he's definitely going to return next year. He all gets right, the we lean should, on the can injuries. I just like, say, it's crazy. We should do Jake Gruden stories every week. <laughs> or we should do we should do head coaching stories in the NFC East every single week from now on. Let's just, you plan them out and let's do that. All right, now, here's the one thing. <laughs> <laughs> occasionally, like, now every week, yeah. occasionally, can they be erotic fan fiction? Yeah, that's the point. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. Good. So, like, for instance, I want you right now, because the the Giants won a, a, a phenomenal game against the Bears, I want you to describe Pat Shermer making his breakfast the next morning. What was Pat Shermer doing? Oh, well, first he was naked. Is <laughs> naked. And then here's what happened is he cooked some eggs and then he put one sausage in between the middle of the eggs in the pan. <laughs> and, and just kept moving it back and forth. And, yeah, so slightly. And, and once he was done cooking it, you know what he did, John? He spread his cheeks real wide <laughs> and he sat down on a white bear rug and made a big brown stain on it. Jesus and Christ. And it was a beautiful breakfast. Well, we certainly know what Vince watches at the end of this day. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> What I was, I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. He was naked cooking breakfast, enjoying sausage and eggs, and then takes a dump on a fucking bear rug. Yeah, how you like that? Oh man, I know. Wait till well, I get scripted fan fiction. But anyway, uh, at Vince Quinn, at John Barchard, <laughs> at Go Birds Pod, you tell us what head coach fan fiction you want for the week. Yes, we will do it. We'll do it. Now, yeah. here's the other thing, uh, Giants. Real quick, now that they got that win. And you're looking at this thing. I mean, they got four wins right now. Mm-hmm. If they get up to like six wins, this is the perfect season for the Giants. Because you're in the six and ten is like as mediocre as it gets. Uh-huh. It's, it's mediocre bad. And so their pick is going to be like 13, 14. You know what I mean? Like they're going to have a horrible draft slot. And the, the quarterback situation is not good anyway. Yep. And so like. And and here's the other thing. Now that they're putting up some points, it's like, oh, we beat the Bears. We put up 30. You know, it's like, yeah, let's do one Bring more. Bring them back. Yeah, exactly. Can I make a prediction? Do it. They are not going to draft a quarterback. No. In any round. Oh, any round. Not the first. Oh, my God. Not the second. Oh, not dude. the third. Not the fourth. I think they're going to trade for somebody. Yeah. But they are certainly wow. not going to select a quarterback. That's a prediction. Oh man! If they do that, that would be uh, that would be UDFA? the happiest draft show. Maybe they are not going to select a quarterback at all. That is going to be such a good draft show if we do that. All right. So real quick, John, let's burn some tape. Yeah, uh, let's burn some. And honestly, bro, it's got to be the Colts. I, I, yeah. I like that. Is I've never seen again. Same thing. So many fucking yards in that game. Six points total. Yards don't <laughs> matter. At all. They look pretty. They tell you if the offense was moving. If you can't score, you're not that good. That's just the truth of it. Uh, That was just mind-numbingly. Now, going back to our, from the Rams-Chiefs conversation, I'll take that a hundred times over that game. Because 
ouch. I couldn't even watch the condensed version of it. I just go, God, just show me what happened. How did this, you know, and it, they turned, Frank Reich turns, and it just happens. You know, it happens to every, every play call. Every call. It just turned into, let's try this dumb thing after we were moving the ball. <laughs> let's try this stupid gadget play after we're, you know, and you're just going, man, and a, a touchdown. One touchdown wins that ball game. I think that's the first time somebody put that stat up. The first time since 19... Oh, no. It's never happened. I don't think it's ever happened that a, that a team has been able to hold somebody to six points and has lost the game. Really? No. I, I feel that, like since, since the merger. That sounds like a, a Ravens-Steelers game from like 2006. It, it's, I, I can't remember the stat, but it was something ridiculous uh-huh. like that. Wow. And you're going, holy shit. That's bad. Give me Rams Chiefs every time over that. Burn that. Burn the game yeah. on both sides. All right. So now we're going to our Cody final. fucking Kessler Wait. beat you. Sorry. <laughs> I just can't get it. All right. Go ahead. All right. I love the rage. All right. So final thoughts, John. Final thoughts are give me a fucking new back. God dang. This stinks. I, I really hate it. Uh, the second final thought is congratulations, James Seltzer. If you come to work tomorrow, you're getting slapped in the face. Yeah. Um, third. Go birds. There you go. All right. <laughs> Movie vault. Yes. Actually, I've got I've got another good one this week, John. Okay. Robert De Niro. In Heat. Oh, you've never seen Heat? I've never seen Heat. Oh my God, Vince Quinn. I've seen it a f- four billion times. Yeah. I've seen it a four billion times. That's it, where I was going. It, nice. It's really, really. It's a long movie, so it was like hard to find the time to be like, do I really want to commit to three hours? Yeah, you do. But it was it was really good. And now you're going to commit to 1,045 because you're going to go, I don't know what to watch. Mm, there is heat on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. It, like there is so many quotes in that movie. My my feel is always that Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, that scene could have been so much better. And it, and it was just, it was good. It was good. It was fine. It was okay. But everything else in that was is just phenomenal. You know, just, just, I can't do a Pacino at all. But I wish I could. You just get mad. You just talk really loud. Tell me you, tell me you fell in love. I'll buy that. I'll believe that. Give me all you got. You know, like all, all of that. You just, it's, uh, you know, she's got a great ass, and you got your head all the way up. And why to get involved with that bitch? You know, like everything. You know, for me, the juice is the action. Just there's so many just little bit parts in there that uh, Michael Mann. I love you, man. I, I love all his, most of his movies. I should say. Yeah, that was that movie was awesome, and, and you know what it is like. The, the reason I love the Fugitive right away is because you get that very first scene where uh, Tommy Lee Jones comes out and he's like, "We're gonna set a perimeter. I want dogs. I want this. Yeah. I want a spot here and there and there." And you're like, "Holy shit! This guy was like, he's the real deal." Yes. You know, you're like blown away. And Pacino does the same thing when he comes out and he's got that first scene when they rob that truck. Get your hand out of that man's pocket, Geraldine, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like awesome. You yeah. know, it's just so on point. You're yeah. like, oh yes, I'm so in on Pacino, and he was the best part of that movie to me. So like, yeah, certainly, I, I, I loved Heat. I thought it was great. Again, it is three hours, so if you haven't seen it, like, you got to put the time away for it. But really, great, great movie. I'm looking up the cast list because I always forget his name, but I want to tell you who the Loki uh, is the greatest part of this movie, and it's his partner. Uh, come on, where are you, you son of a oh, bitch? Oh, the guy that was because, in Monk? Yeah, uh, the guy that's in Monk and uh, uh, Ted Levine is uh, Bosco. 
he to me is like the greatest cop of all time. Like if you can put him anywhere and it just works. I think he was in the closer or something too, or okay, or the 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 next wave of the closer on TNT, which I forget the show. But his voice is just is just perfect. You know, like what the hell are they looking at? Well, that's what we're trying to figure out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like it's just such a cop voice, and you're going yes, go you know, and then. You know, well, uh, we won't do well. What was it? 1994. Then this movie came out. Yeah, so 93, if 94. If you haven't seen it by now, but like you know, when you know, he, he, he gets killed, right? He gets shot. Yeah, he gets it. But uh, it's not like a major plot. Point. No, no, no. But uh, god damn, like he is. He is one of my favorite actors of all time. And people always describe those character actors. I try yeah. to stay away from it. He's one of my favorite actors of all time. There you go. He's awesome. Look at that. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I got. He loved that. Um, real quick. I'm just going to ask you. Yeah. Have you ever, because Seltzer, officially, the baby is named Zoe. Yeah. Have you ever thought about like a baby name? You ever considered tried, that? Yeah, a lot of a lot of them, actually. Yeah? yeah. What would you do? Like, uh, let, let's say a boy first, girl second. See, I, let's see. I always, my brother stole it from me. So first of all. Oh. And it was with this last kid, because he ran out and he goes, you know what? Because you can't, with Barchard, you can't have a cool first name. You just really can't. So Colin, <laughs> just to emphasize Colin Barchard, Barchard yeah. is is my nephew. Okay. And I always like that. You know, Colin Barchard made sense to me. Yeah. Uh, for a girl, I mean, again, same thing. You can't really, uh, I, I spent less time on that, actually. I don't know. We're off the cuff. I know. But, but something like a, yeah, God, Jill. No, it's terrible. Sorry, Jack's wife. Uh, it, it makes terrible. more sense. Yeah, makes more terrible. sense. Horrible more, name. No. <laughs> Jill Fritz makes more sense, you know. What about you? You spend time on that? Uh, I've thought I've thought a lot about like the methodology, and I came to for and that's the thing. For, I thought of a boy's name, and I was like, okay, I'm good. Uh, the first one I thought of was Felix. <laughs> Felix, yes, Felix Quinn, yes. Right, he's going to be a fucking jazz musician with I'm, that name. Damn right he is. I'm going to buy him a saxophone better, right out of the You womb. better just sign up for the the methadone clinic already, buddy, because he's going to shoot up fucking heroin. He is going to play the shit out of that trombone or trumpet. That's right. One of the two. Yeah. Fe- Felix Quinn, trumpet. Doesn't that say it just rolls right oh, off it? It totally works. So, yeah, yeah I would do Felix. Sundays, he's... blues and jazz. We've got <laughs> Felix Quinn. Mm, yeah. Spin that shit. <laughs> That's right. Ah, so, Felix works. I love that. Felix is great because I think it's important. Like, I don't want to. For example, Cravon LeBlanc gets ripped. But Fucking you know what? Phenomenal. How man. many? Yeah. How many people have you met named Cravon? None. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I like the idea that you've got. Um, Same with not, Barry too. By the way, low key. Barry, how many Barrys do you? There's know? not a lot of Barrys. That's a good point, and that's yeah. the thing. You want a name that's like uh, it's not um, it's not super common. That's that's what I've decided. I wouldn't do like you know Michael or David or Tommy or Timmy or anything like that. Like <laughs> Matt, I, I wouldn't do that. No, yeah. no disrespect. It's just like if you can pick. I mean, that's just not what I would right. pick. So like Felix is rare, and it actually, uh, here's my other thing with names. I like when names mean something. Like you oh, know, yeah. you know why you've picked it. It's not just like oh, that sounds nice. Like yeah. Felix. So Felix is Latin and it means happy. And that's why oh, there I would you do go. Felix. Yeah, of course, it totally works with all that. Yeah, it would be a very happy Quinn household. That's right. With that, you know what my name means? What crap? Poop? Peeing? Uh, being a hooker <laughs> client? Uh, what else we got? I'm a, a, a random dead body. That's all. That's it. Every every oh, John fucking Doe. thing. Oh, oh yeah, John okay, Doe. Yeah. He's a John. Yeah. I'm going to the John. Uh, you know where yeah. the porta potties? I'm like, dude, why? You know, you couldn't have had like. Anybody else, but John is such like a Smith name. Uh, yeah. 
sorry, mom and dad. I love you, but fucking, it's the worst first name. <laughs> there is too many fucking Johns. My dad's John. In this station, there's too many fucking Johns. There and are Jones. a lot of Johns. I mean, you could have just, you couldn't have just, you know, Oliver. I would have settled for Oliver. Oliver Barchard. Yeah. Ollie. Fucking great. Ollie's a great name. Ollie Barchard. I, I like that. See? That's it. That would have made but, sense. But now I like think skateboard Ollie and I need you yeah. in like Vans gear. I, I was, of course, I was the rollerblader when skateboarding was Oh, cool. you were the, wait, like inline or like inline. four, oh, yeah. like the wide four So wheel. I would do, no, inline and the wide four wheel. Okay. I did both and I was the fastest motherfucker because I loved hockey so much and then all the cool kids were skateboarding. I was like, oh, I can do, I can do tricks. <laughs> I actually took out two wheels of the inline skating uh, rollerblades to try and do tricks on them. It was a ridiculous thing ever. Wow. Yeah. See, Bring I, back rollerblades, by the way. They were fun. If you, take, right? if you take anything from this show. Don't be homophobic. That's why they left. That's why they left in the first place. You guys are all a bunch of sad sacks. Wow. Bring back, bring back rollerblades. Dude, what a take to end the show. It is. It's, that it's, is it, a take. Everyone's so homophobic that that's why rollerblades went away. That's the truth. And it's ridiculous. Fucking put on rollerblades. They're awesome. Wow. I I'm going to go buy I, some. I, I'm going to go buy some this spring. That's how excited I just got it again. You made you just started the new revolution of rollerblading. Thank you. Can you believe this is a show about the NFC East? I can't even speak. <laughs> I mean, usually I've got something to say, but like, holy Everybody shit. Everybody knows exactly what I'm talking about. This is just the fire that I was not ready for. Fire at Art of the Take Pod. That's what that needs to be. Yeah, say. there you go. There you at go. Art of the Take Pod. Uh, you can also find him at John Barchard. I'm at It's... <laughs> Vince Quinn, we appreciate you for listening to this insanity. This is, this is the fucking derail. Oh, it did. It was like it was, it was pretty on track, and then we just had like seven minutes of what the fuck just happened. <laughs> we love you, uh, nonetheless. We appreciate this you listening. Even if you made this is the post show. Like, yeah, I know. We, yeah. yeah, and stay tuned for that. Whatever it is, I don't, I don't know what you've got planned for this week, but I assume it's great. Stay tuned. We'll see you.